Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Tonight, I want to talk to you about changing the way you think or changing your thoughts to transform your world. You know what I mean? You ever, we're in this, uh, we're finishing this month strong. How, how do we become who God wants us to become? And what are the steps we're going to have to take to get on the journey to not only just be in the will of God, but what steps do we have to take to become the person that God wants me to become? So I got to ask myself, how do I become what God wants me to become? And then how do I get on this journey to become that person? What do I got to do? And I want to look at the NIV. I think we got the NIV. I hope to God we got the NIV. I kind of changed it around a little bit. And if not, I could read it in, um, in uh, the King James is fine. Isaiah 55, 8. I want to read Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. And I want you to see something here. Because God has a way of thinking about you that we don't think about ourselves. And I think it's so important. So the, the change my thoughts, and to transform my world, I'm going to have to think about me the way God thinks about me. And in Isaiah 55, 8, you're going to see this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Now, right there, he's saying, look, he's saying, you got to elevate your thinking to the level of how I think about you. So that's the problem number one is like, you have a low self-esteem of who you are until you start thinking about you the way God thinks about you. Did you get that? And that wasn't being rude. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to speak anything over anybody. But you're always going to think less than yourself than what God made you and created you to think about you as long as you keep seeing yourself through the eyeglasses you're looking through. You got to see it through the lens God's looking through. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so were my ways higher than your ways, and your thoughts higher than your, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So he's saying right there, he's saying, look, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Even as the heavens are higher than yours, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts are higher than yours. So he's saying, my ways and my thoughts are higher. They're, 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 they're. as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Man, isn't that true? Now we're starting to understand the process of transformation is going to come in, 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 in maybe two arenas that we're seeing here. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Now, I want you to see that. So the thinking and the actions need to elevate to the level of God. And the only way to produce that in your life is through meditating in the promises of God and finding out who you really are. This is how you transform your life. And we can look at this. 
we can go here just just so you see this. I want. I don't know. I've I've got um, the NLT. It's the New Living Translation, of course. But I I got that there, and I wanted to read it. It reads very very similar. In Numbers twenty three nineteen, Numbers twenty three nineteen, it starts the declaration of understanding that all of your life and my life has to revolve around the powerful truth that God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a human being that he should change his mind. And he is ever spoken and not ever. He's never failed to act on what he said. He's promised it and he carries it through. I think what we have to do is this. Um, I think a lot of people's actions are not really going towards the things that work because they haven't made the things they work, the things that work in life, their number one priority. And I think that is the thing right there we have to do. God is not a man that he should lie. God gave us a system to transform our future. Now, it'd be one thing if we didn't know the system to change our life, but it's a complete other thing when we know what to do, but we choose not to do it. That is the greatest obstacle I feel for man. One, I don't know what to do, but two, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. You know, I was thinking about that. A wise man builds his house upon a rock, but a foolish man builds his house upon the sand. The rock of revelation from the word of God can change your life. The believer's life is totally, totally connected to this ability. That if you, let's look at Romans 12, 1 and 2 and the NLT. I think it can really help us absorb what we're saying and have a greater understanding. Now, you all know this scripture. It just reads a little different about the transformation. And, and it says, God pleads with us to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will accept. And when you think of what he's done for you, is it too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. Isn't that so good? It says, transformed into this new person. Well, I've been made a new creature in Christ, but how do I get the new creature of Christ that I am to come out of me, amen? I have to renew my mind to what I've been made. Now, here's what I want you to see about where we're going. If I'm gonna live not by my ways, but live at a higher way, and my thoughts are not gonna be just my thoughts, they're gonna be higher thoughts, then I am gonna have to find a new, a new platform of truth. Okay, now let me explain that. We know it's the Bible, but you got to get this understood. It's my ways, right? My thoughts, my opinions, my stuff, my suggestions. You got to eradicate that and you got to get God's word, God's ways in his word, God's ideas and opinions, what's God say about a matter. So you're losing the fact of identifying yourself by yourself and you're identifying yourself in Christ Jesus. Well, if you're in Christ, and Christ is in you, then you have the word of God, which is the hope of glory in your life. Amen? 
So ask yourself the question, am I really a word-oriented Christian? Now, now here's some stuff that should really go over big uh, if you hear me. Are you really being a word-oriented Christian, or are you just a hearer but not a doer of what you hear? Now, that's a big one, right? He said, don't be hearers only deceiving your own self, but be ye doers of the word of God. Well, my God in heaven, if I'm a doer of the word of God, then I better know what the word of God says about the situations and circumstances of my life. But if you don't know, you don't know what to do, how are you going to do it? So here is some powerful truths to help you transform your life. Now, here's the key. If you do what I'm telling you, it will work. Now, there's no big mystery um, with some of the kingdom principles God has given us. He said, man, they're going to produce life. Okay, here is what I want you to do. I want you to look at Joshua 1.8 in the message. Reads really cool. I'm going to pull that in, Joshua 1.8. But write this down as we're going to Joshua 1.8 for all my Bible followers. I want you to write this down. This is how I transform my life. And I'm going to give you six keys, six keys to life transformation. If you choose to do what I'm telling you this year, these truths will change your life forever. Now, Application is the, is, the greatest, is the greatest access to revelation and another level of life. But it's got to be, because talk, talk's dangerous if you don't talk, right? But talk's cheap in the earth, man. You have to have action to what you know to do. If you do not apply the actions, if you do not apply the actions, you, my friend, are going to be void of the power in that arena. I promise you it's true Actions, actions are key. Here's what I got, okay? Six powerful truths to change your life. My God, I just turned into a, the walking word right there, didn't I? I kind of liked that. I was like, I became the Bible. It was like the page came all over there. That was pretty good. Joshua 1.8 in the message. And do not for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of your mind. Woo, I like that. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Make sure you practice everything written therein. Then you'll get where you're going, and then you'll succeed. Did you get that? Joshua 1.8. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of your mind. Keep it. Ponder and meditate. That's what we, Look at this. We're going to go to Psalms 1-2 in the Amplified. Psalms 1, 2, and the Amplified right after this, man, he, he brings it down, okay? Talks about meditating. My God in heaven. I, I, I got a powerful tool of meditation. I told you, it's kind of like the I pick it up and lift it down thing. Now you got to do it, though. Don't what? Let it day and night, ponder and meditate on it day and night. And you'll what? You're going to have good success. I feel the Holy Ghost, my God in heaven. Look at Psalms 1 and 2 in the Amplified. This is great. But his delight and desires are in the law of the Lord. Woo! Man, I like that. His delight and his desires are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, and on his law, the precepts. Look at that, my God in heaven. And the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God. Did you get that? This is what you should be excited about. God's precepts, God's instructions, and God's teaching. Amen? And his precepts are just how God does things. You know what I'm saying? He habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. Did you get that? 
But what? He habitually meditates, ponders, and studies. Oh, my God. Night and day. Look at verse 3. He shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Ain't that the God's honest truth? Praise the Lord. Amen? You know, I got a scripture. I'm going to give you all these scriptures. I'm going to give you Psalm 119, 97 in the message. We're going to go look at that. So I got a Psalm 119, 97 in the message. Connects right to it. I want what? Firmly planted, he meditates. Now, this is meditation. Okay, this is what I told you. He ponders and he stays in meditate. Now, I told you how to do this, right, a little while ago. And this is the key. This is one of the key arts of meditation that I've practiced in my life. And, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you tell, there ain't no Bible. You know, there ain't no Bible step-by-step um, uh, step how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes you got to get a revelation or something and help people. This is the best way I've learned to meditate. Hopefully it works for you. It works for me. What I'll do is I'll get a scripture or, or I'll get a statement, and I'll just lay it out in front of me. And if it was like, if you could write out, like I use this one because it's easy. Greater, you had greater, G-R-E-A-T-E-R, is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know what I mean? I look at that scripture. I can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, whatever scripture you believe about. By his stripes, I mean, you know, I go to First Peter, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go to Philippians, I go to First John. I put those scriptures out there, and then what I do is this: greater, and I pick it up. Now, if this sentence was like the top of his iPad, right? So the sentence is right here: greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What I do is I pick it up: greater, greater, boom, is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater. Greater, I focus on greater. Greater. Greater is he that's in me. Now I'm adding this to it. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in me. So the greater one's living in me. And I meditate, the greater one's in me. Holy Spirit's in me. God's in me. I'm greater than what I'm facing. I'm greater than the financial struggle. I'm greater than the marriage problem. Greater, 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 greater than the obstacles. Greater than the circumstances. Greater, greater is he. Greater is he. Who's he? He that's in me. Greater, greater is he. So the Holy Spirit's in me. He's living. He's moving. He's having his being. If God be for me, who could be against me? Nothing can separate. Greater is he. He is in me. He is in me. I stop looking to the sky for my help. My help comes from within. Greater is he that is in me. He's in. He's greater is he that's in me. He's in me. I got consciousness to connect internally, and I'm meditating. Then he that is in the world, he's in the world. Who's in the world? The devil's in the world. The greater one in me is greater than him that's in the world. And you meditate in it. And you go, you focus on greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I got the greater one. See it? And you pick it up. And you pick it up. And you go back to it. Look what Psalm 119.97 says in the message. Oh, how I love all you've revealed, I reverently ponder it 
all the day long. Woo! See, that's what happens. Like, and the message is kind of tricky because it pulls the whole thing, and that's why you see the whole screen. It's like it isn't like one scripture you go find, and I know sometimes that's challenging. All right? Look at right here. And look, let's look at John 8.31. Man. John 8.31, you can put it in whatever you got. King James is great. Look at this, though. So we're going to be meditators. Everybody say, I've got to be a meditator. i got to be a meditator. Meditating means to mutter. Mutter means to speak. Roll it over. Greater is he. Greater is he. Greater is he that's in me. Greater is he that's in me. Now, I'm going to tell you something about confession. I gave these guys a powerful truth. I hope to God you pay attention to this stuff. I wish somebody would have told me this 30 years ago. I'm telling you, if I could have taught myself 30 years ago, man, See, confession, the first couple of times you start confessing this stuff, I'm going to go out on a limb. You don't really believe it. Now, some of you do, but you know what I'm saying. You're, you're not convincing yourself about a truth. You're creating an image of the truth within you. So as you start saying, greater is he, you don't look like you're greater right now. But just chill out. You're painting the inward picture of the greater one on the inside and you're releasing the anointing in the word to create a greater picture on the inside and anointing on the inside. And then sooner or later, when you confess the word of God, you're going to have creative ability in this. Now, I don't, I, I, I'm going to say something here. This creative ability thing, I agree with it, but I just want to give it to you like this. Are you really creating it or are you really just releasing what's already been created? And I'm okay with it either way. It's both the same results. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I'm saying. If God gave me access to it, I'm just believing what God gave me access to. He's given me the word. And when I speak it, it manifests. But it's here because I took it from a different dimension. So the manifestation isn't like, oh, my God, I got to go create it out of nothing. It's already in another realm. I just got to get it in this realm through the words that I speak. See, that's what I think people got to get. Like, that's a big stretch. Like, oh, my God. Who? No, you're just going to go in God's deposit pick up words, and then speak them in the earth, and now heaven must agree in the earth, and earth's agreement is, is heaven's access. And that's what I think, because confession, all confession is, is the prayer of agreement with God. All confession is, is the prayer of agreement with God. Your confession is your agreement in what God said. Ain't that good? Look what it says in John eight thirty one. Then Jesus, what? Then he said, those Jew which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciple indeed. And look at verse 32. And you will experience the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And again, and you shall know the truth. This is the truth. The truth about who you are will set you free from the limitations of mankind. They will. You're not who you think you are. You're what the Bible says you are. That's so important. Um, you have to understand something here. Point, that was point number one. Number one point was this. There's no other exercise you and I can do that will take the place of meditation upon God's word. No other exercise that we can do to take the place of meditation upon the word of God. Did you get that? There's no other way. You must Apply the force of meditation. Here's another one. Number two, I got news for you. Whatever is controlling your mind will control your life. Whatever is controlling your mind will control your life. 
in fear, worry, fret, all this stuff. And you can see this really good. If you go to the, uh, Proverbs 4 and 20 and the NLT, we're going to read a couple of scriptures there. Um, you know, this, this, battles, uh, this battles, you know, it ain't flesh and blood. It's spiritual. You know that? We're, 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 we don't wage war with human plans and methods. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. We knock down the devil's strongholds, and he wants to get these things formed in your mind. We break down proud arguments that keep people from knowing God. And with all these weapons, we conquer the, the, their, their rebellious thoughts that try to come against them and come against the things of God. That's 2 Corinthians 10, but you know that. But that's so true. You're going to only be able to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. You know what I mean? Man. You're not going to be able to get anywhere besides what you think. As What's Proverbs say? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let's look at Proverbs 4 and 20. Pay attention, my child. You see this right here? To what I say. And be careful and listen to my words. See that? My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. We're going to read, we're going to read all the way through 27, so it's a little bit of reading. So come on. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. You seen this? For they bring life and radiant health, my God, to anyone who discovers their meaning. They bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. You see that? Listen to this. Above all else, guard your heart. Look at this, verse 24. For above all else, I'm sorry, 23. It guards, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. Man, oh man, the course of your life. Now, that's just avoid all what? Perverse talk and stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Then stick to the path and stay safe. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Did you get that? That's so good, ain't it? Because we have to understand that it is your job to what? Don't lose sight of the word. Keep the word of God before your eyes and your ears. Put it in your eye gate. Put it in your ear gate. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your heart. Keep it near you. For they bring life to them that find it. And that's the whole thing what James says about the bit in the horse's mouth and the ship rudder. He says, man, words put your body on a course. By the words of your mouth is the track your body has. To, it's a law. And that's what people don't understand. It's a law. Okay? Here's one of the things. Number three, here's a big one. Okay? So write this down. Point number three that I want you to do is this, okay? Um, if you do not transform your mind, your mind will be conformed, okay? Okay? Because transformation is birth in the heart. But if you do not transform your mind, by default, your mind will go back to conformity. Even though you're a new creature in Christ, you have to continually, perpetually Feed on the word of God so you, by default, don't go back to that old way of thinking. Now, what you hear people say is this. Um, look at, um, we're going to look at um, 
Ephesians 4.23, Ephesians 4.23, and then you're going to look at Colossians 3.1 through 3. Go to uh, Ephesians 4.23, and we're going to look at this thing. And I got the, I stood with the NLT a little bit, but it doesn't make a difference to me. But this is what I want you to get. Here's the problem with this. Now, I need you to get this. But I'm a new creature in Christ. Absolutely. But if you don't continue the new renewing of the mind process, you're going to go back to default to conformity and think like everybody else. I don't know. I can't explain it, man. It's like the fall of man is a gravitational pull that you will have to resist your entire walk as a Christian. Because if you do not feed and renew your mind on who you are, by default, you'll go back. Now, the old man's dead, but the old man's thinking ain't. The old man's been annihilated, ripped out, taken out. But the old man's way of thought, the old man's way of talk, speech, if you do not renew your mind to who you are, you will by default go back to the guy you were and the girl you were. And that's the God's honest truth. And if you're honest about it, guys, be honest about it, it's a whole lot easier to slip back in a lifestyle of unrenewedness as fast as you forget you've been made a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's why I think he's explaining in James. He says, this guy looks in the mirror of the word of God. He sees the reflection of who he is. He sees it. He absorbs it. He understands it. And you know what he does? He forgets what manner of man he was. He walks right out, gets to the water cooler at work, and he's out there talking like the guys. Comes to church, lifts his hand in the sanctuary, and three days later he's at the bar hanging out with the boys and don't have no idea who he was. Now I'm telling you, it's the God, it's carnality. You outgrow carnality with spirituality. Woo, come on, somebody. I outgrow carnality with my spirituality. You gotta build it, you gotta feed it, and you gotta funnel this thing into your spiritual DNA. It's important. Look what it says in Ephesians 4. Instead, what? There must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and your attitudes. You must display new nature because you're a new person, created in God's likeness, righteousness, holy and true. Did you see that? There must be what? He said, don't act like the old man. That's what it's all about. He said, if you so learn Christ, you'd put on the new man. Instead, there must be a what? A spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. Now, what's that mean? That means you have to transform the way you think with this new life. This new life, it's like this new life ain't how the old life worked. That's what he was saying in Colossians 3 and 1. 3, 1, 2, and 3. Listen to what it says here. And LT is great. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ. That's the beginning of it. Are you kidding me? He's saying, man, I ripped you out of darkness, put you in this new life. You got to renew your mind to the new you. You ain't who you think you are. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at God's right hand, in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about the things down here on earth, for you died when Christ died, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Ain't that cool? Now you say, I know, Pastor Grace, but we, you try to wear me out. You want me confessing the word of God, and you want me, and you want, and I want you being a Christian. Uh, come on, you know what I mean? So I'm really asking you to be, I'm asking you to become a Christian. Let me tell you what most people do in church, okay? Most people come to church on Sunday, never grow, never change, never, they just go to church. It's like, I went to church. Are you transforming? I'm telling you, 
People don't realize how important spirituality is, and until you understand how important it is for you to develop your spiritual DNA, you're going to be carnal. And if you're carnal, you're going to be in trouble because you can't grow. You can't grow until you grow out of carnality. I don't know how else to say it, but I'm right. You know, well, I just want to bring, uh, I believe 2021 is going to be the best year of my life. Uh, 2021 ain't going to be nothing unless you create something brand new. You do. I'm just helping you, man. All them people almost done with the gym. And this year, it was great because, you know, they, they got an excuse. Oh, the pandemic, you know. And I listen, guys, I'm serious about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't want to be out, but you know what I'm saying? And I don't want, to, I don't want anybody thinking, you know, I'm not being insensitive. I get it. But it was another excuse, right? Well, I don't want to go because, you know, and now it's another reason why we're not getting healthy. Another reason why we're not doing stuff we need to do to change our life. Look, man, you got to go walk outside. Wear your, wear your mask and walk outside. But you know what I'm saying here. You got to take life by force or life will force you to quit. You got to do this, man. And, and I'm telling you now, I just talked to somebody this morning, man. They're like, Man, I said, man, your last 10 years been the same 10 years, and all you're doing is talking about what's going to be. Until you do something different, nothing changes. And I'm not being mean. You know it's true. I got to build it. So, Pastor, now, now watch this. Now, I'm a master of this. Okay? Uh, I, you say, what do you mean? You think you're a master of this? I am a master of this. Because I don't spend a lot of time um, just shot out. In, in, in stuff. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I can help you. So you got to hear me. Look, some of these Christian people can't get out of the house because they got to spend 10 hours a day prayed up before they get out. That is not how this works. What you have to do is you have to learn how to be led by the spirit of God. Meditation is something I'm going to say this. You might not do this every day. Is that okay? But it's something I add to my arsenal of spirituality. That's really, really good. But let's just say we got a week's worth of work, okay? Let's just say, man, we're in this journey with God. And this might help some of you have a real fun relationship with God, okay? This morning, I got up, and I'm a little bit ahead. I had to go on a Zoom. I, had, I didn't have to. I went on. I went on a Zoom call for prayer. I was confessing the word of God. I was praying in tongues. I was doing all that. I was declaring and decreeing the word of God. Guess what? I carried some of that over into my day. That was today. Tomorrow I might get up and go, hmm, you know what? I feel like I'm going to meditate. You got to keep this thing moving in the function of where you need to flow. That's why the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you. But some of you, you ain't even open to any of this stuff. And therefore, you know what you do? You don't do nothing. And that ain't good. So some days you might feel like, I'm going to read a little bit more of the word. Some days I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit a little more. Some days you might, and some seasons, you might just be really heavy in confession. You might be really heavy in meditation. But I believe this. Each and every day you're going to have a level of meditation in your life because you're going to reflect upon God's word. But you got, it's like a toolbox. The easiest way I've seen it, you know, you ever see like, everybody sees like, everybody knows, or, you know, like one of those red toolbox, everybody, you see them all the time, right? You go in and you pull out the drawer and you pull out and you pull out like, the, you know, and I remember fixing stuff, you know, at the house. And I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, 
I don't know the sockets. You know what I mean? 832, whatever. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I look at I bring five things and size it up and try to fit it and, try, and get it to work. Okay, there you go. You know, is that a millimeter? I don't know, 10 millimeter? Who knows? I don't even think we use millimeters as much. And I'm, I go through 10 sockets before I find the right one. And then I go, oh, good, I got it. And I do my work. It's kind of like that with your spiritual life. I got a problem or, or something I need to fix or a solution I need. Will you go to your toolbox, tongs, confession, meditation. There are some days you just might be a little funky. You know what I mean by funky? You're like, I just don't feel like I'm there. I don't know. Something's missing. Go pray in the spirit. Go pray. Go feel that stuff out. That's how you build spiritual strength for your future. So allow meditation to become a part of your daily decisions. Now, now I'm not saying you're going to do it every day, but no, you can go to that toolbox. I'm going to go to that toolbox. Mm, You know, today I think I'm going to pray in the spirit. Get it. You know, today, man, I haven't confessed the word for a little bit. Let me go get some of them scriptures. Or maybe it's a daily thing you do a couple minutes a day. I'm going to get one scripture a week, 52 weeks, I'm going to meditate. There you go. Come on. Let's go. You know what to do. Now do it. Don't make me come to your house. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm coming to you. I should come to your house and aggravate you till you do something. Somebody said, I'm aggravated already. I'm going to come to your house. Can you imagine me in your house just banging on your door? What are you doing? Let's pray. I'm going to tell you what, though. This is why we designed that app. I'm coming to you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be posting stuff that I come to you. This is what I really want to do with the app. I want to put videos in where I meditate in the Word of God and you meditate with me. We're going to do it. That's already done. I'm going to have that thing in motion. Remind me before I leave here today to put that in the app that we start having, teach me to meditate. Show me how to pray in tongues. I'll pray in tongues and you pray in tongues with me. I'm going to do it. I'm raising up a champion training network. You the champion. I'm the trainer, and we're going to a whole new level of great things. Why? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm not not getting it. I'm, oh, I'm so, I'm so pumped. I'm, we're gonna get it. Right? Here's another thing. Listen, okay. Satan, Satan, he says, this is a great quote. Number four, this is powerful. It's impossible for Satan to plan your destruction, but he has carefully planned your distraction. It is impossible for Satan to plan your destruction, but he has carefully planned your distraction. That's so true. He did that with Jesus, remember? In Matthew 16, 20, 21, in the NLT, he actually talks about it. He waited generations to try to get Jesus. You know, my, buddy, my buddy's dad used to say this. He said this. He said, man, if you waited 33 years to try to get Jesus, he's got plenty of time to wait for you. That's a bold move. He said he waited, you know, he was trying to get him. He thought of killing him. He was getting him, but he wasn't really getting him. He was resurrecting him. But he said these words. I never forgot it. He said if, if Satan waited 33 and a half years to get Jesus, he's got plenty of time to wait for you. And ain't that the truth? But we know we got the victory. Look at this. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that he had to go to Jerusalem, and he told them what would happen in there. He would suffer at the hands of leaders and the, the, the leading of the priests and the teachers of this law, and he would be killed, and he would be raised on the third day. But Peter took him aside and corrected him, saying, Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You have a dangerous, you are a dangerous trap to me. You are what? You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Ain't that true? It's a distraction, right? He, Satan cannot destroy you, but he can distract you. And those were distractions even put in Jesus' life. 
He tried to come and get, say, oh, you know, no, it's a distraction. Don't be like that. Don't allow distraction. How many of you started off in a great journey and distraction came and really messed you up? I'm going to say this, man. Distraction is really a tool of the enemy. It really is, man. He just wants to keep you distracted. You know, you ever try to go do something, try to get in the presence of God, try to set this stuff up, next thing you know, you're distracted. Next thing you know, this is going on. Next thing you know, that's going on. Next thing you know, it's this, that, and the other thing. Don't get easily distracted. He told Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. It was a tough sentence, but he's like, look, man, you're trying to distract me. Don't go tell your friends they're the Satan. Some of them are. You know, some of you hang out with Lucifer. You need to get rid of him. <laughs> Come on, somebody, right? But you know what you got to learn. You got to learn how to free your life from distraction. I call them weights and sins that easily beset you. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. He says, lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you. What does that mean? Lay the weights and sins away. Lay back and leave behind the things that are holding you back from God. Okay? Number five. Remember this? So four was get rid of the distractions so you can run after this thing. Get the meditated mind to leave distractions out. Build the schedule. I really believe that. Most, most, great, uh, most great men and women have a schedule. They have a regimented schedule that they live by. I think it's smart. If you don't, if you don't plan for it, you probably won't do it. Put the f- top five things I'm going to do every day. Make a list. Make an adjustment. And I, tomorrow I'm going to get up. I'm going to pray. You know, just even yesterday, I was like, okay, we're in this thing. I'm going to be in this. So I said, all right, I'm not doing this at that certain time. So at night, the time I was like, the times when I would be eating and doing all that, I took it apart and I said, okay, from seven to eight is when I'd be doing this. So now I'm taking that out. I'm putting my prayer time in there. So now I got to carry that lifestyle and everything. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. You got to build a schedule. If you know five to six, I'm doing this. Seven to eight, I'm doing that. If you do not put that down, you will not do it. So you better, you better if you want it, come get it. Okay? Five. Okay? Um, um, this is strong. Really what happens with thoughts, um, the thoughts of your mind um, really sometimes are, and this is really this is really a good way to say this, and I want you to see this. Um, until you get new thoughts from the word of God, your old thoughts are just thoughts of your past seeking to capture you again. So let's write this down. The, until you get the new thoughts, the old thoughts of the past are trying to capture you again. That's what I want you to see. And I want to explain that as best way I know how. And meaning this, um, really, unless you have God's thoughts, they're not really good thoughts. And most of them are just past thoughts trying to recapture your, your, your identity. So does that make sense? Like my new way of life, let me explain it like this. My, my new way of thinking um, is not like my old way of thinking. So every time I forfeit this new way of thinking, I allow the past way of thinking to capture me again. That's good. Did you get that? So here, here's it. So if I don't hold I'm more than a conqueror in front of me and think that, I'm going to have, you could be defeated. The old guy used to think he could be defeated, but the new guy has never lost. So you got to really be careful to make sure you separate one from the other. So the past is trying to capture your future, 
But if you can get into your future, you outrun your past. And that's what you got to do with your mind. You can't stay here because I'm going to be limited in humanity unless I grab onto this spiritual life and go for it. I'm going to get pulled back. And really all it's going to be is it's going to be the, the, the past thoughts are trying to capture me again even though I've been made a new creature in Christ. So don't, so lack, right? Blessed, isn't that the truth? You start talking blessed, you start talking healed, you start talking delivered, and now only guy, the other guy, the past guy talked broke, sick, dying, done, beat up. Not you no more. Not you no more. Amen? Um, it's kind of like this. In the uh, Proverbs 12 and 5, Proverbs, you can look at the scripture. Proverbs 12 and 5 talks about this, that thinking of the righteous is right, but the counsel of the wicked is deceitful or wrong, okay? The plans of the godly are just. The advice of the wicked is treacherous. What's that mean? The righteous plans of God keep me going this way. Them old plans are wrong and they don't lead to nothing. They're, they're dangerous. So what do you need to know? You and I both need to know that we have to renew our mind to get to another level. And we do this by what? Separating the new thoughts with the old thoughts and don't let none of those old thoughts recapture us to who we used to be because we're not that person anymore. You outgrew that life. Now grow into the new you. And number six, you're never gonna discover your future while rummaging through your past. I don't know. You're never going to discover your future while you're rummaging through your past. Past. And I want you to look at this Galatians 2.20 in the Passion Translation. Man, this thing is good stuff. Galatians 2.20, Passion Translation. You'll never discover your future while you're rummaging through your past. You're not going to be doing it, okay? You can't, you, can't find, you can't find the new you with the old you. You know what I'm saying? Can't do it. Don't go in there. Galatians 2.20 in the Passion says this. My, look, this is good stuff. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. Man, if you want to meditate about a scripture, meditate on that. Look at that. I love that. I'm coming through the word. This is cool. Look at this. I'm in Galatians 2.20. You can't find me. That's how some of you got to live. Right? And now, and now, the essence of this new life is no longer through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loved me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. I love it. Doesn't get better than that, guys. Become a mindful meditator and understand it. Now, you got to say something about this and I'm done. You'll never discover your future while you're rummaging through your past. See, here's what you got to remember. When you renew your mind to who you are, you never touch your past. It carries you into your future. The minute you stop living the renewed mind life, the meditated life, you by default go back to thinking like a normal human. So here's what I'm going to ask you. If I don't put this mind on, I'm going to pick that old mind up. Put this mind in you, the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. That's what he's saying. Put it on. And if you don't put it on, if you're not careful, by default, you'll start thinking the way you used to think. 
Don't forget what manner of man you are. You're a brand new creature in Christ. And as you start practicing this place of meditation, your life's gonna change forever. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. We're stronger than the Lord and the power of his might. I thank you for leading these guys, helping these guys, walking with these guys, reconnecting them to their identity in you. Thank you. As they meditate and discover who they are, they're going to have the best year of their life because your plan and will for their life will be accomplished when they pick up your word and meditate therein to allow them to have good success and prosperous ways because the word of God will bring into their life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I can't wait to see you Sunday. I want you to know we're getting ready to step into a brand new season. Amen. It's going to be awesome. we got a lot of great things coming up. Don't forget, share this. If you didn't share it, share it. I'm going to be watching who's sharing it. I'm going to I'm tell you, I'm going to watch it. Why? Because we got to help people, man. Let's get out here and help some people today because we care about them. We love them. And I don't know about you, but if I didn't know how to do this stuff, I'd want to know. You know, I searched a long time looking for truth. I couldn't find it. And if somebody would have gave me the truth earlier, I would have received it. Help people find their way to God. And when you do, you're going to find out that you're living your best life yet. Because when you help somebody else, God will help you. Love you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.